0: My name is Mark Coates. I'm Andrew Baxter. And this is...
1: Puppies! Puppies! <diode> da, da, <Liu vorbei> oh, Is
0: that sleigh bells?
1: Something
0: like that. Not sure. Nope. Actually, while in the shower today, tried to think of the lyrics and realised I didn't remember all of them, so I didn't want to sing it.
1: Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh treat everyone to my own rendition of what is the actual name of that song? Um jingle bells. I'm not going to treat them to jingle <laughs> I, I should have be been much quicker on that. Than <laughs> no, I, was. I was thinking to myself. I did not actually remember myself. <laughs> the one carol that everyone well, knows. Well, it's quite hard to go from zero to Christmas in about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's not December. But it is. Especially when it's not it is December, dear listener. Merry festivities. When, when do you – I tell you, Coase, seeing as it is December, mm-hmm. how long have you been in a Christmassy festival mood? How, how long has the Christmas spirit been in Maison de Copes? All the way since months now. Nah, um, I would say a glimmer has got in my
0: eye at the moment for a couple months, and that's been spearheaded by Ikea. Because they put a little display up of like reindeer and snow and, and wood and you know, that whole, I guess, uh, that whole. What's those countries called up there? Like Finland and Sweden, what's that trifecta called? Are you looking
1: for Scandinavia, That's which the Finland word. is not part of? Isn't that? Mm. Just offended a lot of people. Finland is part of Finno you know, Scania or Scandia. Well, that's silly. I think. Uh, that's, that's semantics. I think what you're talking about is Finland, which is in, in uh, uh, which Finland, which includes Lapland, which is the home of Santa Claus. Aha. Uh-huh. So like ever
0: since we saw that, then it's like, oh, that's what that means. And it feels like it brings back all those memories. So it, it's been gone for a while now. What about you? Well,
1: I've. After last year, where I tried to repress the christmas spirit as soon as the christmas carol started coming on because i thought it's not christmas yet i don't want it i don't want it stop playing christmas carol it's too early oh i then found it's actually really hard to get into the christmas spirit so i'm gonna try and uh this year i mean going to i mean i've been trying this year to uh bring to, to bring the christmas fest the, the festive spirit in a bit sooner so i'm going to get into the Swing things. but I've been getting into the swing of things. I'm good at this. Like you're talking about having a kid, we've been trying, and
0: <laughs> you know
1: we've been even even though we're not feeling like it, we've just been going through the motions and seeing what happens. I just found that I remember, I remember distinctly remember when I was younger. Of course, part of this is going to be the nostalgia side of things, where everything is better when you're a child. But yeah. when I was Younger and Christmas was a bit more of an event. So you'd build up to Christmas and you'd be mm-hmm. coming all, you know, all of December. You'd be building up to Christmas because it's December, so Christmas is coming. You've got your advent calendar, you're counting down the days. Everyone at school is talking about how you, you know, you're you going to be breaking up for Christmas soon. And now it tends to be, well, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have two days off and then I'm going to be back at work.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and in those two days, I'm going to spend the entire time probably cooking because everyone wants to eat. Uh, like last year, I had to feed... I was helping, I was taking a leading role in the cooking and I was trying to feed what, 19 people? Oh, oh my God, I'm not doing that again. Mm, Chinese shop isn't open Christmas? No, no, oh. no. No, that would have been easier. No, it's. um. <laughs> so that was that was stressful and then right. the thing is if you're cooking for that many people and you're not properly prepared like I wasn't I, I had planned how I was going to plan for it the problem is I didn't execute the plan for how I was going to plan for it so that meant mm-hmm. I didn't plan for it so by the time it happened I just had a lot of cooking to do basically at the same time and that made a lot of mess so my Christmas was yeah, mostly it's an important factor for,
0: yeah. for planning generally following through is a good yeah good if,
1: you, thing. if you can't execute the first plan then you're not going to execute the second plan which you haven't made anyway Mm. But when you spend that, do, well, you the know. good thing about your house,
0: also, oh, bloody internet! I say, your house has like seven kitchens,
1: though, right? It's pretty good. Well, I mean, there's, there's two, but that, uh, thats no, you, you're twisting the facts. There's there's two houses, right? That are not both mine. No, true. That's not. Uh uh-huh. I have access to two kitchens. <laughs> I only use one.
0: Yeah, uh, so you're not not doing cooking this year.
1: Oh, I haven't found out yet. I so,
0: um, so Yeah, because is is that just a whoever gets the short straw, or how does that
1: work? I guess it would be. I mean, last so last year was the first year I ended up doing. So we tried. It ended up being an idea that we would kick it down a generation for who took charge of the cooking, which I think was a very bad idea because yeah,
0: spearheaded I, by the top generation. Oh yeah, great so, idea. Funnily enough,
1: it wasn't my idea. And uh, it was yes another thing where I, someone said, "Oh, you should organise it." And I said, "I really don't want to organise it," and they said, "You're organising it." Oh, so hopefully, how are you going to use that as an excuse to not have to do it this year? And that means that I can hopefully spend actually Christmas Day doing Christmas evenings Like I don't know mm. what 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 would let's let's have, let's, play, let's play a game, Coates. What would be your perfect Christmas? Mm-hmm. You wake up. Your my wake up, perfect
0: Christmas. Wake up! Everyone's already in the house. So if we're having any family over or, or anything like that for the for the present giving, then they're already bloody there. Not waiting for no one to go open presents. We can just wake up, roll out. Breakfast is made because maybe Baxter's made it. I'm not sure if you're on cooking duties that day, but breakfast is made, and it pretty much sounds like I'm a kid still. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we can just get cracking on to the presents, and then we can spend the rest of the day. Eating and playing with presents.
1: It just that's that's it. Maybe a Christmas movie. That's it. <laughs> what more do you want? Well I, I definitely agree with one thing, which is that it's nicer when everyone is already there. Because if yeah, if somebody's really. arriving later, that means you're going to spend the time up until they arrive tidying the house. Because either you haven't tidied it already, and you know you should have, or you you know you've lived in it since you've tidied it, so therefore more stuff needs tidying. However, if they're already there, it's too late. You don't mm-hmm. need to do any tidying. That's the smart move, you see. Yeah. <laughs> you've just got a dug a hole and jumped in. And what, what can you do? You're in the hole. Yeah, exactly. It's it's too late by that point. Okay. It's like cooking. If you you, you know, by the time the turkey's in the oven, it's too late.
0: hmm hmm
1: See, I've I'm I'm always
0: I'm excited to give presents too. And so I don't think I mentioned this last episode, but I've since doing the, the Kickstarter. I've just been, I've been just buying lots of other stuff on Kickstarter just because it's cool. <laughs> There's so many cool things to get, and I saw this cool idea for a present for Nat. But the problem is that expected delivery is like July next year, ah. so it's not a present that's going to happen until another fourteen months. And so I'm just like saying, <laughs> I'm telling you, oh, I've got this idea. I can't tell you what it is, but I can update you on the. On the funding goal, I'm not <laughs> sure if it's going to happen or not because it's pretty low, but she doesn't know how, how to process that because it's a long time to keep a secret. And by then, like, is it going to be built up too much? Is it not going to be that good? But either way, I mean, I'm, if I have to wait that long to give the present, I'm going to be itching to give it on the day. It
1: kind of sounds like that's a good present for next year
0: yeah it definitely happened this year that's so long away like why did i tell her i can't keep a secret for that long
1: that's the thing like either i've thought of a a present idea way way too far and you know so far in advance i'm like oh i'll get around to doing that and then i'll probably forget anyway and it's just like now i have to sit on this idea and not do anything about it or i think about it way too late and i will admit i have done christmas shopping on christmas eve before Mm -hmm. because i just don't like it i've we, tend, we try here to n- not do presents, though. That's the default position. It's just no presents. Mm-hmm. so much easier when you're not have mm-hmm. to do a million presents for everyone. You just say, just, don't, just, just, just mm-hmm. won't worry about it. What you can do is say, if you want to, sit, bring some food because we all eat food, and that works. And Baxter has to cook, so bring the food, and I'll be happy. <laughs> I really don't want to cook <laughs> have you not have you done a a christmas dinner yet like i I could tell there's probably a point in your life where it turns from like always being a receiver for christmas dinner and then being a preparer and then there's the the shift in your life as you have to do a christmas dinner Mm -hmm. have you ever had that expectation lofted on you no i've never done it I
0: have assisted, but I would l- largely say the pressure of providing the Christmas meal has not been on my shoulders, which um, the more you talk about it, the least excited I, I'm <laughs> feeling about it. But hopefully not.
1: It's but, funny, yeah, is The good news is
0: the apartment we is very small and we, I don't think we could fit anyone in here. So I'd, At the moment, I'd be going somewhere else, which is good news.
1: I think I'll, I'll, that's definitely the way to go. Definitely the way to go. Get someone else to do that. Wait, the secret. I know, I know what the secret is. The secret is to work out who likes doing it because there must be someone who likes it mm. and get them to do it. Yes. Then, you, get on it. you also need to make sure that it sounds like their idea. So you need a way to like incept. Inception. We need Inception, basically. Our lives would be better if we had Inception.
0: <laughs> In- inception, the sequel, is just... Leonardo DiCaprio just going in trying to tell like his family to make Christmas dinner. That's all it's about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to be there.
0: <laughs>
1: all right, so Coach, Yes, I wanted of to. Um, uh,
0: yes. Oh, speaking I mean, of Christmas sucked. presents.
1: <laughs> this is it does. Speaking of uh, Christmas presents, I've, I, my Christmas present to myself was uh, I got myself a nice Cow Cal Texas calendar. Ooh. How, how's. I've, I think uh, you might know some more about how. That like all came together yes i've got uh someone on the inside i.e me
0: yeah you know, this year was uh a cracker we had more backers than ever before so the, the most backers we had was uh i think last year it was 18 and this year we've got just over 30 so a huge uptick and yeah they're going all around we've got some new new people in like hungary and finland which are and the states that ordered some, so some international ones going out, which is pretty cool. And the time of recording, they've already been ordered, and the time of listening, they've already been delivered. So crazy! Uh, well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they're on the way. But um, yeah, really exciting how that how that happened. I decided to celebrate the end of Kickstarter by going straight into the month of October, which in the drawing community online is called Inktober. And it's like this: thirty days of prompts, and I decided foolishly to make a comic strip on each on each prompt. And so, what was a busy month in September for the Kickstarter has now turned into a busy month in October of drawing, and I regret it wholeheartedly. I can't wait for it to finish. But um, yeah, all things full steam ahead. Yeah, really looking forward to these uh, to get these calendars out. I think they're the best ones. Best ones yet. Look on um, i think people should be pretty happy with them. So I got some gone gone your way. So look out for them. Sweet, so, sweet, so, sweet. So. But uh what else has been happening on the the, the cartooning world? I've uh oh I'm gonna be making do you know about have you heard of a zine or a zine? I don't know how it's how it's properly said. Zine? Zine? I've not heard of a zine of
1: or it? a zine. No, I don't
0: no. Oh. No is the answer. It's like it's like uh no, Imagine A4 paper folded up into a little booklet. So, yeah, a bunch of A4 papers folded up, stapled together, like a homemade little booklet. And for right. some reason, it's pretty, getting pretty popular here, especially think of it as like a Melbourne thing, like very big in Melbourne. And I think it's starting its way over here. But, yeah, going to be at a, uh, a Zine Mark, Zine, Zine. Sorry, people that actually know what I'm talking about.
1: Maybe it's the Zine, Zine. Perth, short for magazine.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Zine in, well, it's so great to announce it after it's happened. How fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> I went to one <laughs> and it was a resounding success. <laughs> so, if you can go back in time, maybe you should come along now. Nah, um, so <laughs> at the time of recording, I'm pretty uh slash excited to go to that because it'll be the first time that um i'll be in person at a little little stalley uh still gonna make the the damn zine (laughs) that is the whole basis of the thing but uh, i'm gonna take some calendars there and see if i can sell them there as well so that uh that should be fun just trying to put myself out there and get out of the comfort zone and and uh and do things but um been a good good year so far and uh what else lastly oh yeah i sent you a photo of uh you got the the business card I made yeah was, yeah a little while ago. I made my first ever business card and because when you make your own business card you can you can put whatever title you want and I made myself cartoonist, which still I find funny because I tell Nat this like even though when she when she's read a strip or whatever, and or or you know someone exchanges money for a thing that I've drawn. I just tell her, like, I'm not actually a cartoonist. Like, there is no there's no qualification. There's no training. It's literally a title you just give to yourself after you've drawn a thing. And it can be good cartoonist and bad cartoonist. And I think I'm, I don't know, somewhere in the middle. Not, not good, not, not bad. But um, it's pretty, pretty fun. Like, you can't just call yourself a doctor or a lawyer. That you have to get training for. Tell Don't
1: try that. Doctor Trey, that's true. He's a doctor of beats, though, right? I how how Mister Trey styles himself. I I do not know. Mm. That's true. Maybe I will become doctor. That is my game attack. So, would you describe yourself as suffering from imposter syndrome? Then,
0: oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I've I've started this um this year. I think I mentioned at the start, I've been doing this small business program, and so that's a a few months in now, and I've been pretty much approaching uh, businesses for doing a bit of B2B, business to business, and so at the moment, I'm targeting uh, dentists for postcards and just sorting out my first few few clients. now. So I've not told you this, but yeah, so this is weird, but maybe weird in the UK, but in Australia... Not all dentists, but there is definitely a, a percentage that send cartoon postcard reminders to their to their clients. Never heard of this? Yeah, I have. I think I actually have.
1: Yeah, mm. I, I, the concept and does so, not seem so alien to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so the big one is like Garfield. That's they must make an absolute killing because now now I've, you know, research, of the market and seeing what what uh, the the average price is and what the costs are. And I tell you what, Garfield, I think Jim Davis has got a little empire going. I remember someone, this guy was doing a documentary and he went to his his ranch pretty much. And he's just got teams that just do merchandise all around the world. Like Garfield is everywhere. And imagine it back in its day when it was in the prime. But even now, like he's on, I don't know, toothpaste in Japan and and weird stuff like this and credit cards and and odd stuff. Yes. Anyway, just trying to crack into that, and it is very, very like you said, the imposter are Very interesting approaching businesses and saying, "I am a cartoonist and I am qualified and able to make this product for you," which I'm confident in doing. But like, uh, I didn't go to dentist school, <laughs> like like they have. It's very, very weird feeling, but it's it's, it's cracking along. So been a busy time busy time these last few months
1: well i mean, i don't think that you need to actually have a bit of paper that says you're a cartoonist other than your business card well it's it's very much the
0: yeah proof in the pudding like it's like anything with especially with humor like if if a person doesn't laugh at your jokes to them you're not funny so it doesn't matter what you say you are so it's i know stand-up comedians (laughs) say that like if it's a very um i forget the word but yeah, if you're not funny, like you're not funny, and therefore you're not a comedian. <laughs> so if people don't think it's worthy, it's not, which is is very interesting.
1: But it's all going it's all going absolutely gravy pants over there.
0: Well, yeah, I'm c- certainly stirring the gravy. It started off as a powder, and now I've added water. And Ooh, yet to I taste it. Gravy right now. Mm. I wouldn't say that's a thought that's crossed my mind lately, but I'm with you on that.
1: It's going across my mind right now you
0: mean like powdered gravy focus or like focus real,
1: on... <laughs> real gravy like i could just go for like a roast beef with i mean seeing as it's christmas it'd be quite nice to have a full roast and except that you're probably in an oven right now that's known as perth western australia perth. and you know, you don't Oh no. Oh no, I remember oh good lord, I'm remembering what it's like trying to eat a roast in forty degree heat. Yeah, I remember recording and sweating? At night I'm
0: starting to sweat and it's seven AM right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh not looking for I I'd miss like being able to wear you guys are so lucky, you just wear just wear like pants, put on a jacket, go out. No worries. It's just I'm a, good, a good jumper weather. right now and it's wonderful. Oh I hate you. We literally just, this apartment, is like we had these water problems when it was raining and so it's just gone from winter and then suddenly it decided to skip whatever's between winter and summer, which I think is spring, and now it's all of a sudden summer and it's bloody hot already. You've got that fan out in the bed, stuff like that. I'm, I just want, I want the, that very nice in-between weather. That would be perfect.
1: That is definitely the time I suggest visiting Perth, spring or autumn. Awesome, mm-hmm. really nice. Go turn up around about late March, early April time. Yeah, Maybe don't come. Late
0: don't come February. Don't
1: come January. Bad news. Just, you just can't. It's 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 not. If you build up to it, it's unbearable. If you don't build up to it, I don't know how you would get by.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd have that at work where it was you know it approached forty degrees often in summer, but the very first day that it cracks thirty it feels like it's 50 and you're like, how are we going to survive this yeah. is 30 because during summer if it gets down to 30 like oh thank god a reprieve
1: today it's only 30. i remember when i first moved to perth there was a day where it was like it got up to about 23 or something or 22 and i thought that was hot and it was then when someone pointed out to frisbee training that that is what we set our aircon down to for
0: that. <laughs> that's it that's our cooling down temperature.
1: I knew at this point I was not built for hot weather. It's just like with snow. Ugh. Oh, that doesn't stay melt. Doesn't say solid. Tea doesn't taste. Uh, you can't. You cannot drink enough water.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of tea, I had this revelation a couple of weeks ago that is probably going to shake you like your tea? world. Uh, yeah, I like tea. I have a lot of teas. But I just need you. Are you sitting down?
1: Uh, I, I am. Sat, I am sitting down. I am sitting down. Yes, that's
0: good because some people like uh, when big things happen in the world. Like um, sometimes you know, your legs start shaking and you, you have to take a seat. But this is um, if when someone asks you you're having your tea and they say, "Do you have milk?" and you would say, "Yes." Okay. And what about sugars? Do you have do you have a sugar or two sugars or no, I do not have sugar. No sugars? What about in your coffee? Do you have sugar?
1: No. Oh, damn it.
0: All right. If you, know you heard someone... Else. <laughs> if someone was to say they have a sugar, they usually say, you know, I'll, right. I'll right. have one sugar or, yeah, I have two sugars. And when you're a kid, yeah. you can get away with two sugars. but When you're an adult, having two sugars, you, you probably get glared at because having a coffee... This was a big thing for me on our trip away that I used to have sugar in my coffee and tea and then by the end of the trip, I didn't. I weaned myself off. I started having less sugar and then I had those uh, sweeteners to replace it. and then I realized, ah, I don't need the sweetener. I'll just have it. And now, I feel like a hero. Like when I go in a coffee shop and they look at me and they're like, this guy needs sugar and they say, do you need sugar? And I say, nope. I just have it without sugar. And they look at me like I'm a hero and it feels pretty good. But I'm not, not here to talk about me being a hero. What I'm talking about is that um, when someone says, Would you like any sugar? The answers, one sugar or two sugars, aren't the only answers. And I'm going to pitch a suggestion that you can ask for a pinch of sugar. Like instead of a pinch of salt well, on food,
1: well, I know just a little turn of sweet.
0: Why can't we ask for a pinch of sugar? Because having a whole teaspoon of sugar seems like a lot. Like we've got this picture in our head of how many teaspoons are in a Coca-Cola, but we still drink it because it's delicious. And, but we know it's bad. And we know that putting a whole sugar, especially two sugars in a tea or a coffee is bad. But why can't we have a pinch? Because you want the taste, but you don't want the guilt. And I've been experimenting lately by having sugar again, and... It's amazing.
1: What do you think think of that? What, putting in half,
0: just a pinch of sugar? Just a pinch. You use <laughs> your fingers to pinch the sugar like you would salt in a meal, and you put that in your drink.
1: I can definitely see how it reduces your sugar intake because it suddenly means that to have one sugar, you're having to have about six coffees. The problem is that I have about 12 coffees a day. Mm, really? <laughs> so I don't feel like su- I, 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 on a, on a On a day where I drink. Now, I know that I drink too much caffeine. I've had, on multiple occasions had to have a day or a couple of days where I've just said I need to not have caffeine and just go off it for a while. But I still end up drinking far too much. But I don't have sugar in any of... I, can't, I don't like the taste of tea with sugar in it. It tastes awful. Really? Coffee. Well, I haven't tried coffee, sugar in my coffee for a while No. I usually have it as a latte, which makes it sweet. If you have an oatmeal latte... Now they they're really nice because they just make it have, have a slightly nutty taste. I don't know why there's no nuts in it. Do like, you <laughs> think that should be like almond milk that does that? But no, oat milk oh. surprisingly good for a latte actually.
0: Huh? Yeah, Nat's been on the search for oat milk here and in the rest in the cafes. They they don't really have it here. I think it's definitely a thing from over there. Yeah, she swears by it.
1: How, so what I thought? Perth what? being the hipster capital, it is would be way into like. Milk alternatives. Oh, def- we've definitely got alternatives, but I think they
0: settled at like five or six, and they're like, "You want other types of milk? You bring it yourself down.
1: <laughs> but oat milk's the best. A taste of oats. Mm, I don't know. I like, oats. I don't know how I feel about putting like, like porridge in yeah, my cereal yeah. in my drink. I don't know about that. Stick it. Stick it to liquids. Have you ever thought about por- how? Have you ever tried to rush a bowl of porridge? No. <laughs> That's a slightly weird question. I found I really like porridge, but the problem is that I only tend to have it when I'm in either a situation where I need to eat something quickly uh-huh. and I need some breakfast, or I've just had a craving for porridge. So like like every now and then you have a craving for a certain type of cereal, and then you go and buy a box of that cereal, and you eat it for two days, and then you realize the reason you don't buy it is because it's really expensive, and also because you run out of the box really quickly and you got bored of it. <laughs> but the porridge, I tend to eat it, and then I find it just takes so long, like the most the, I've stopped doing this now because it takes too long but I used to eat porridge before races because it's good it's a nice stodgy way of getting carbohydrates in mm-hmm. so you can take in a lot of energy and it's going to be slow releasing the problem is it's half 4 in the morning you you don't want to be awake and you're trying to eat some instant porridge that's just too hot and I'm not hungry and I'm not trying to make so it and it's just maybe miserable so anyway I stopped eating porridge and uh, and I've forgotten where I'm going with that. Like I'm Sorry that. about oats. <laughs> oats are delicious, but why is it? I can't eat it in a hurry. I, I can't really
0: eat it without any flavouring because it just looks like the meal they eat on the Matrix. It's like
1: you know, it's got all the nutrients that you need, true. but it, it's not <laughs> this is fulfilling at all. I think what you're describing there is huel, which I have had as a porridge. And I tell you what, when you add water to hot water to huel, it just definitely clumps up like a porridge, and it's it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Is is not a a glimmering endorsement that you want to hear about. <laughs> it's too. You're not bad. You're not yeah. that bad. You'll love it. Oh, yeah, you definitely won't love it. I struggle on it. I haven't had any for a while, actually. I probably should get back on it for a while. I find that whenever mm-hmm. I buy,
0: oh, it's like I feel good buying it in the shopping center. Like I think, you know, I get it down slowly from the aisles so everyone sees that I'm getting something healthy. But it um, just lasts forever and I can't eat it. Like it, it just – by the time you finish the
1: packet, it's gone off, I reckon – I'm not a fast breakfast eater. I the problem I have with oat milk is that I, I like I've grown up with cow juice. I know what cow juice does when it goes bad. I know what it smells like. I know that you when know, like if you've left it for really too long, lumps start turning up and things like that. I don't have the same experience with oat milk. I don't know what like is oat milk fine once it starts to go a bit sour? Does it go sour? I don't really know. Like, at mm. what point do lumps turn up? So that's why I'm paranoid. that like once a, we get at work, we that. Uh, the office gets cow juice and uh, oat milk as well. So it Gets both, both juices. And the thing about the cow juice is that, as I know, because I know when it's going off, and also everyone else is using it, we get through more of it. So it's, it's always, it always tends to be fresher. So if like if I, I'll be when I'm being good, I'll use the oat ju- uh, the oat milk, and I'll be there going, "Oh, it's nice and fresh." Open up a nice fresh oat milk, making myself a nice coffee. That's nice. I might get through the carton, but a lot of the time I won't. And then I'll start to think, I can't remember how long that's been in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to trust it.
0: That's true. There is nothing worse. I don't know if this is something I'm going to there's get Nothing over. worse than having coffee in something,
1: and then the next person saying, "Oh, there's lumps in this milk. It must be off." I, I know it's it's more of a studenty feeling, is remembering the bread's mouldy after you've already made the sandwich <sighs> that you've already used the cheese. No, it's not a good feeling, is it? It's just so sad because it's a sandwich that will never meet its destiny. <laughs> Speaking
0: of um of uh your body and putting things in it i thought about this the other day and well and i'm not ready for like, <laughs> this gonna be. it's not,
1: not a good way to well, start probably, conversation yeah, no, yeah. i had a very good uh way of describing how where, by what criteria you should judge if it's okay for a man to say to a strange uh, uh, to a woman in the street is that um you should only say something to a woman if you would be okay with a bigger man than you saying to it. Saying to you in prison. <laughs> I think actually that, that kind of holds up. That's true. That's true. Well, I won't, I won't say this. I had this thought in the
0: shower then. But <laughs> I was thinking how, you know how when you put a cotton bud in your ear, you can feel it, especially when you've gone too far. Right. And even though you're not meant to put them in your ear at all, which is seems real crazy. And it is a very good yeah, position. Yeah, things like your nose. If you put your finger up your nose, you can feel it too. Some other crevices.
1: Right. If wait.
0: You put things in it, you can feel the inside, but you can't feel your bones in mm-hmm. your body. Right.
1: Why? Why would well, you just need to feel like, your
0: bones? You can feel the inside of you. Let's let's just stick to the ear, and not go anywhere else. But you can feel. You can only feel it so far, though. What? Well, I, I feel like if you kept pushing the butt in, you would keep feeling it.
1: <laughs> right. Yes, you would, but you wouldn't keep feeling it as it gets. You wouldn't feel it further in, would you? You just feel the immense pain as you rupture well, your ear. And I wonder what what. I assume is what would happen. That's why I'm always scared about cleaning my ears because I'm like, what if I put it in too far? Well, no, I'm yeah. What deaf if you're forever? putting it in your ear and then you accidentally like s- s- headbutt
0: the wall and it just gets planted in your head like a nail? It just freaks me out. I'm never, you know, that'll never happen, but what if? And so basically, uh, I'm getting distracted. What I was thinking of is that your skin, like your insides are just a continuation of your skin from the outside. So, like, the inside of your ear is just right. the same as your outside of your body, but it's just curled in. And the same with your mouth and all the way in. Mouth. Same with your anus and same with
1: I don't know. I'm pretty sure you stopped well, I Actually, I, I can't speak from experience. Yeah, like, I wouldn't know. Uh, and I'm wondering, how about we, how about this writing right on the back of a postcard? How about they <laughs> do? How far? No, you put it here, buddy. I'm just
0: wondering: like, (laughs) do we feel these things because it's a continuation (laughs) of our skin, and we can feel sensations of our of our skin? But our bone is not connected to the outside surface of our of our body. Has that got something to do with it?
1: I imagine so. Yes, I have a feeling that whatever the things that you send signals to your brain, you feel are in your skin. Like you don't feel your liver mm. sometimes I guess right? depends how much you've drunk but you also feel when stuff's in your eye but do you actually feel it in your eye does it just get sore like if you poke your eye can you actually feel the poke in your eye or is it just your eye just going something's wrong well, how do out? people with contacts feel I don't, I, I don't poke myself in the eye often enough to really know do they feel or are they numb to it like when you put a contact in do you feel the contact in there I mean I'm assuming not otherwise there would be a really unpopular. Mm. But if you haven't been for too long, they make your eyes sore, don't they? I don't know.
0: I don't know. My mum once told me this thing and it freaked the hell out of me. I think I was a bit too young to hear it. <laughs> but she's saying there's this surgery that she might have had to have. I didn't she didn't have to have in the end. But they had to operate on the back of your eye and they have to do it while All you're right. awake. Like you, you can't be knocked out for this. And so apparently there's this like these thing that goes inside your eye socket like a like a scoop and grabs your eyeball and pulls it out and so you just are watching this the whole time oh. and then it pulls it out and it's like dangling out of your socket while they're doing things at the back and then they plug it back in I'm not sure but I'm sure you're like not feeling it but you're still seeing sure. it and always like occurred to me like what what is your brain thinking when it can see like two different things at once? It must be like, are you? Do you just feel cross-eyed the whole time? Is it an out-of-body experience? Is it I bad, but not. I will find out.
1: I definitely do not want to feel. Imagine. Oh, I'm really morbidly curious. Like, what well, if you take my eyes out and just like point them around in different directions? Could I like? Could I like see my face? Yeah. I go, like, can you see the other me? eye? Yeah, I can my what like i looking,
0: looking in the mirror, I guess. My own so I guess that's what they're saying. But it freaked Oh Yeah, it, it freaked me
1: that as well, yeah. I thought, I wouldn't want to do it. So thank God she didn't have to. Well, on a similar tangent, wasn't there that basketball player a while ago whose oh. eye got knocked out in the middle of a match oh, and, and had to like just <laughs> put it back I in? Know. I'm assuming it was a bit more technical <laughs> <industry>. <laughs> yeah. but, um we're, we're, I don't know, maybe it's like... When they're relocating dislocated joints, is it not just that there's somebody who knows what they're doing, just what, goes crunch? Um, what muscles do you have to? Surely not. I hope not. Please <laughs> what muscle do not. you
0: have to activate to get that thing? Like you don't just make it the sound with your mouth. Like you have to do something with your. Uh, I'm currently trying to do it with my face, and it looks. it Looks like I'm so, having a seizure. Do you
1: just like, just, like, just line it up, and then just. Oh, <laughs> push it. Okay. Or do you, there's like a tool for it, or like, or do you use like a. I don't know, like, do you just get a pen and poke it in? <laughs> I'm going to say no. But are we talking like trying
0: to – I think you get a tire lever, like a
1: bike t- right? I, 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 Which is probably a train of thought yeah. which should not continue a tire lever. You're all right, like a bike t- and then you just like work one to put it on one side, and then you fold it in from the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah you need a couple. What if you put it in upside down? Hmm, that is a very good point. Like, do they have to have like a list this
0: way up painted on it so that you don't – Yeah, Is it like the moon where it doesn't matter, like in space it doesn't matter, there is no up? Like That's a good question. I'm pretty sure when you come to eyes there is an up. Or is it your
1: brain that's figuring out what's up? What's up? Well, I did read that there was a study done that they – because your eyes reflect the image, so the the light that's below you is going onto the top of your eyeball, so that way it has to flip it. And you can – people can train their eyes if you wear mirror goggles which flip it back the other way your eyes can eventually train themselves to unflip to, to not flip the image so therefore you can have walking around with the mirror glasses so that the image going to your eyes is actually flipped but your brain processes it in the normal way and then when you take the glasses off the, the world is flipped because you're head is processing the image in the way it should anymore. But it takes less time to go back or something. I don't know. If, all I really know from this is that it's yeah, another example of how someone probably had a bit too much t- spare time yeah, that hand. sounds like an experiment that you would not want to evolve. I yeah. want to try now. <laughs> I don't know. It could have lasting effects. Part of me does regret not being a part of a medical trial as a student. I could have used the money. I hear they pay well. I'm sure that's not the way <laughs> to go for it. I hear they pay pretty well, yeah. All you have to do is just... Listen to a man who says, I want you to take this drug that no one's ever taken before.
0: Well, I think, I mean, there's definitely like, uh, I don't know, like uh, we've got friends that, oh, I've got friends that have done this. And I can see the angle of that it, because uh, really you're, yes, you're experimenting, but there is a, a certain amount of risk that's been taken out by the time it gets to a human. There's, I'm sure there certainly is risks and side effects, but you're, you're definitely like, without. Without the trials, like these medications don't go any further. Like they don't become a um a product that's on the shelves that saves lives and and improves people's living conditions. So certainly,
1: it's very important either way. And remember that paracetamol kills guinea pigs, so we had to go straight to human trials to ever get it. Really? Or is it penicillin? I can't remember. Oh. I'm sure it's not important. Someone who actually knows what they're doing does this kind of thing. Not me. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that there's always a person who knows what they're doing.
0: It's gonna. Have you um. I've been thinking about this. Yeah, like there are people just like us that are running basically the um the law that are enforcing the law that is keeping everyone alive. That oh, I don't know how these people. How do people decide? That we've got a friend a friend that's becoming a doctor. I'm like how. How does someone become okay with slicing someone open and saving their life? Like, I'm, I'm not okay I'm not having sugar in my coffee. Like, how can they be
1: okay with slicing someone's chest open? I guess, it, like, now if someone was coming up to you and said, we want to try this experimental surgery, you, I think I'll be okay with it because of the idea we know so well what's going on in the middle of the body. But surely there was the first person who someone went up to and said, do you know what, I want to slice you open and see what's inside. Surely there were questions. Oh, yeah. Well, I think a lot of those first ones were in the world. Maybe it was just case. Maybe it wasn't the question when they said it. <laughs> Stop moving. <laughs> Nurse, no, out of bed again. Do you know what that is? Uh, I, I'm worried you're about to try and sell me a condo, <laughs> a trendy new... Part of Perth, next to the happening district of. Welcome, welcome. Sorry, I don't know. Welcome sorry.
0: everyone to Rainbow Road, the place where kind of everyone's happening. This is um, that game has taken over my life. I only just thought of that because Eugene just sent me a message because we're um, having a bit of a bit of a tussle for the leaderboards, but uh, well I mentioned last episode we. I just started playing Mario Kart on the phone.
1: Have you had a go yet? Actually, I haven't. I, I was, oh yeah, it, it asked me to add an, enter an email address and I suddenly got very resilient to idea oh, <laughs> Because I can just go and play normal Mario Kart. Uh, okay. I thought you were about to say for privacy reasons. But I'm I guess, not giving up my email address for you. No. I think it was mainly laziness. <laughs> you don't type in your email address to play. Oh, I can't be bothered with that. Pass. It's like 30 something characters long. Yeah, that's true. You've got a long email address. No, I'm,
0: uh, I'm, I was heavily sold before I even started playing, but I, I do like it, and I'm looking forward to the multiplayer bit to come out because um, I've been smashing the single player, and it's not multiplayer nah, yet. No, well, uh, you know, it's that that fake multiplayer where it's generating names, but every time you go to play, you play straight away, so there can't be, you know, always people ready to play, and no one ever quits. So it's they're just bots at the moment. Pretty damn sure, but uh, I think they'll be eventually rolling out the. Fun- I think they're just doing it for news. So, like, they'll be able to launch again and say, "Oh, now you can play your
1: friends." Oh, yeah, now they've just got all that nice, nice investor money, and they can manage to
0: afford to actually develop it back. Probably, end it. like, I'm sure that people are, um, they're getting funding from from people because they've got like a a monthly membership. Oh, because also, Apple have just released this. It should be interesting. topic they that one if you're what your thoughts are have you heard of apple arcade yet
1: i have heard of it and i've not looked into it but let me open it up
0: from what i read because uh, there was this game that i was following for a while they were showing uh, progress updates of them making it then all of a sudden they're, they're getting excited for the launch they finally launch it and people are like i've got my money i'm ready to pay and i say it's uh it's exclusive on apple arcade and apple arcade works as like there's a subscription i'm not sure if it's u.s or australian but i think it's like eight bucks so it's so either eight or or twelve or something like that
1: four pounds ninety
0: nine a month okay, so it's probably eight then Australian and it's per month, and they've got their own set of curated games which look, all look quite polished and quite nice, and so they they've got their own subscription service, which I think will be to be honest I think is good for the f- phone game industry. I think it's good. Because now a... Because it removes that. Oh, well, yeah, and it removes all the, all the silly, like, uh, pay for loot boxes and pay for coins that buy things. Like, I think these games in the arcade will be less able to charge for things because their people are already paying for a
1: thing. Like, uh, no one... But you also got the... Uh- because it's harder to get into. You're less likely to get people in, you know, get people well, through the door. That's
0: true. It is trouble. like so the, Those game kind of games game. will still exist. It's true. But but you're loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smashing it out all the times when I shouldn't be. I'm restricting myself. I can't open the app until I've got what I needed to get done for the day because I can very quickly lose a good hour playing this thing.
1: It's addictive. Just one more game. It's dangerous, isn't it? So is, is Mario Kart the only game you've been playing recently?
0: yeah I, uh, I was, I'd sung high praises of, of Titan Conquest last time we talked, the one that didn't have any graphics and had you know it was, it was basically a menu simulator with stats and things. And I soon realized that I was, I was talking about how the I'd like the leveling up, I liked the, the optimization, but the actual gameplay of attacking another character was just but, pressing a button, whereas Mario Kart came along at the perfect time because it's got all these optimization things but the actual thing that you play is racing the cart, and that's actually really fun. So it's um, goodbye, Titan Conquest. You're a great while well, it lasted. You're a little summer fling but Mario Kart is my long-term relationship, I think.
1: Uh, well, I haven't, played the, I haven't played the mobile version so I can't really say it but I, Mario Kart has just definitely got that comeback appeal where you can – Go back and play it after not playing it for a long time, and it's still good fun.
0: Yeah, and you still think your style's good.
1: But I also find it's better with more people. Yeah. It's one of the games it's definitely better with more people, and then everyone kind of needs to be at a similar level. If you're at different levels, it's not as interesting because you're just going to get a very one-sided fight. Mm-hmm. And I, can't, I don't know of a way to handicap people sufficiently.
0: Yeah. I. This always happens with like older games where there's been a few times where I, I've got this uh, – I got off a mate – an old Xbox, the original Xbox, because I never had an Xbox. I got a copy of the original Halo, because I just have very happy memories of playing four-player Halo. This was, you know, before bots, before online play, and it was just a lot of fun. And I'm hanging out to get just three other friends in the same room as the Xbox and play it. And I saw this uh, video game museum in town. You could hire it out, and they, you can have up to sixteen players, like they connect four systems up. And that sounds like the best time I, I could ever have. But I'm also very scared that it's not going to live up to expectation. Like, you remember when you think think back on this thing that you really enjoyed and then you go back to it and you're like, wow, this is actually really bad. Like, GoldenEye did that for me. I played it and I
1: was like, man, this is really bad. Well, GoldenEye definitely has its shortcomings, but the it was a game of its time, so you have to kind of – it is is hard to say I I think it's definitely a case with as young people are coming through the market they're trying to explain to them why like is GoldenEye going to be a game which acts like the James Bond films does to film where you can watch the older films and and they're still enjoyable Mm -hmm. even though they're of their time or are you just going to go it looks terrible why would I watch that one I can go and watch the new one that's true it's, it's not. It's. I. Uh, we think of it as being good because we have the, you know the idea of playing it in our head. Is it was fun mm-hmm. at the time, but I mean, it's basic. It must still. It must still be playable to a point. I've tried it on the. The only time I've tried it recently was on an emulator, and the emulator could uh-huh. not cope. So that um, was it. I'd love to have another good go at it. Although the thing I find with going back to games that I used to play, is that they're fun for about half an hour. And then you kinda get bored of it unless it's easy. Which way you can get through it. So sometimes like I can get a really big, like really needy, really big urge to go play a game. I'm very craving how how that game used to be. And then I'll play it for about ten minutes and go, oh, this is actually really hard. I haven't got time to put into this. <laughs> a good example for that is Transport Tycoon, which I did love, but oh, it takes so much <laughs> time. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is because we're adults now or
0: whether people are changing, but yes, attention spans. Very short, very short. I saw this meme that said, um, no, no. It's not good, is it? But
1: I can't say so. I have enough time no, to no. I, I saw this
0: meme. I think it relates to video games just as much, but it said, I'm quickly finding out I have two separate hobbies. One is buying books and one is reading books. And I feel that way. Like I love, I love just the thought of reading. I love buying the books, wanting to read them. And then when I finally get even half an hour to sit down and read it, I'll sit down and after five minutes, I'll be scrolling my phone, looking for something else to do. Like, I'll just be bored and I can't even sit down and read. Like, remember when you used to sit down and read for hours?
1: Yeah, I do. And I, I can't do it anymore because my head won't let me con- concentrate on a single thing for that, well, you know, for that long, which kind of proves how phones have ruined us as sure. a species, isn't it? For sure. And then I have plans to always try you know, to try and say I'm going to start reading again and then I'm going to get back into the habit. But I do not have the time and patience for that. I've got things to be, places to do. <laughs> that's it. <yeah. laughs> things,
0: things to what is it? Things to see people to do. Exactly.
1: Oh, oh that's. The, whatever, whatever I did read. I was just
0: reading a, a newsletter by this guy called Cal Newport and a digital minimalism book, and I kind of like. It's all about like you know trying to stop stop using phones as much, blah, blah, blah. And this one thing he talks about is setting up a foyer phone. And I like the idea and I've done it sometimes, but he's, he's talking about really committing to it. And what it's like is like having when you used to have the phone in the house that plugged into the wall and like when, you know, you wanted to call your friends, you had to go to yeah. the, the foyer and pick up the phone and stand next to the phone and talk to them. You know, you're allowed to, but it's just very obvious what you were doing. And so he's saying that when you enter the house, you plug your phone in near the door at the foyer and the charger and you're not allowed to unplug it until you leave the house. Right. And so you're allowed to go anytime you want. You're allowed to go check Facebook. You're allowed to uh, call your mate. You're allowed to check messages, but you just have to stand there and do it. And so what he reckons is that as soon as you become aware of just how often you're going there or just how long you're standing there, you realize just how much you use it. So I might, I might uh, experiment with that.
1: I like this idea. Yeah. I might give it a go. Should
0: we do it as a challenge? I'll
1: report back next time. We should do it as a challenge. Let's do it. We'll do it. You've got to do it from now right. until the next time we record. As soon as we finish here, I'm that's going to plug it in. Man, this, I'm going to this work out where quick. I'm going to plug it in. And then probably wake up and forget that we said this. So I'm going to write, an, write a
0: reminder. So it has to be somewhere that's like it can't be next to the desk, can't be like uh, next to the bed. It has to be somewhere like... In the hallway, or by the front, or somewhere.
1: Yeah, it has. It has to be in a place where you can't mm-hmm. be doing something else. So you can't see a TV. Uh, yeah, and you can't be a bed. You can't have. You can't have a, a chair that's yeah easily accessible. Wow. And if you're listening
0: to this at home and you're interested, God, you should do it too.
1: And let us know how it goes.
0: I mean, you'll you'll have to go to the foyer to let us know how it goes, but I guess that's the point.
1: I mean you will but, but it, maybe it'll be worth it maybe you'll find it enriches maybe. your life experience
0: I'm happy to be thanked for that thanks Coast and Baxter. you improved my life you're welcome
1: I would love to hear it
0: oh I tell you what let's see let's see what I've got anything else no I'm not sure what what
1: No, yeah, we could we, do. We, we could just wrap up let's do it Do a, a short one for once shall we uh shall we finish off on a um, how do we normally I can't remember how we normally finish it off. <laughs> we usually rush it <laughs> I guess that's all that's we've got the time word. for uh yeah thanks for listening um so uh, I've, Go I've, I've, I've got quite ready this, huh? the truth is that there is nothing noble in being superior to somebody else the only real nobility is being superior to your former self that's by whitney young who is a black was a black rights activist i think that's something that i've tried to take on board recently was the uh I'm trying to improve myself as a person. I mean, when I say that, I don't mean I'm trying to be a very nice person. I mean, I'm trying to improve very specific things, mainly run faster. But still, that's something that I can work on, and I'm not being a douche by doing that. So mm. I give thought you were about to say
0: you were trying to be a black rights activist, but
1: it's good that you clarified
0: what you're talking about. So you're just trying to improve yourself.
1: Now you put me in the very awkward position where I have to try and work out how to say I'm not a black rights activist, but I'm also. F- Pro back rights? Maybe the word not activist, but pacifist.
0: No, is that that's that's when you. That's no, not pacifist. No no, 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 we take that no, back. I, I no one listened watch. to that. <laughs> that was that was just an error. <laughs> what I meant to say was a rights. Oh boy, that sounded really bad. A rights believer,
1: uh. Affirmer? That. <laughs> I'd I I, I, oh, I think this is a really good time to start. I generally don't like <laughs> right to classify many things,
0: so let's just <laughs> no, uh, definitely, definitely not. not putting that on a t shirt. All uh, any any feedback to this episode just uh, uh, watch uh, Andrew Baxter at
1: <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, if anyone would like to get in touch, how should they do that, coach? Oh well, we just happen to have a
0: form for you. It's that puppies in the of melon. Or the Facebook page. Or on Twitter. We're at Cope Starlin and you're at uh, Tarquin Ultimate. To get in touch however you like. We're not fussy. Send us a message. We'll chat. <laughs> Don't send notes. Do not send notes. <laughs> do not send... If you do, it will not be reciprocated. Alright? So just know that. Like, you can send them. But know that this is a one-way conversation. And... By the nature of them, they're saved on our phone. We don't, you know, that action, we shouldn't be judged for that. Like, that's done automatically. So, they're just on our phone, up in our cloud.
1: Please, around our just, cloud. please stop telling people to send us nudes.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine if that was our end of episode? Thanks for listening. You can send nudes too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I will catch you t- on that bombshell. <laughs> I will catch you another time, coach. Catch you then. Stop by. bye. Peace.